We talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, and we write according to our prophecies that our children may know to what source they may look for a remission of their sins. This is episode 38, Doctrine and Covenants 109 through 110. It is thy house, a place of thy holiness. We're studying it September 27th through October 3rd. So I'm going to read some background from the Individuals and Families Manual, because it's really good. The doors to the Kirtland Temple weren't supposed to open until 8 o'clock on the morning of March 27, 1836, but saints who were hoping to attend the dedication services started lining up as early as 7 o'clock. When the pews and the aisles quickly filled with eager worshippers, Joseph Smith suggested an overflow location. When that filled up, a second session was planned, and it wasn't just the living who were anxious to be present. Multiple witnesses testified that they saw angels inside the temple and even on the roof during and after the dedication. It really did seem that the armies of heaven had come to sing and to shout with the Latter-day Saints. Why the great excitement on both sides of the veil? The promise that the saints would be endowed with power from on high was one reason they had gathered to Ohio in the first place, and greater things were promised for the future. This, the Lord declared, is the beginning of the blessing which shall be poured out upon the heads of my people. The era we now live in, with accelerated temple work and ordinances available to millions of the living and the dead, had its beginning in Kirtland, when the veil or the earth was beginning to burst. Isn't that beautiful? I'm so grateful for this lesson and and being able to celebrate the temple and what it means to us. Um, So if you want to introduce this topic to your kids, I found the really great uh in the you open the friend um you can open it in the gospel library app or you can open your hard copy if you have it and there's there's always like a section in there that's kind of like the history of what's going on in the church and this in the september issue is called the kirtland temple and so it talks about the temple and how the saints worked really hard to build it and i appreciate they personally were building it And they sacrificed so much. The women took their china and crushed it into pieces to put in the plaster so it would be, like, sparkly and beautiful. Um, They cut down their own wood and they made their own plaster. You know, like, all of the work was done by the saints. And it's the same thing for the Nauvoo Temple and even the Salt Lake Temple. All of these pioneer temples that we have were built by the saints and the sacrifice and the work that goes into it is is so beautiful and what a blessing that we still have them. I sometimes lament that we don't participate more in the building of temples, but I'm grateful that the workmanship is done by professionals and and we it really is the best. And um temples are just such a blessing in our lives. So let's get into talking about the temple. Alright, the first section is called, The Temple is the House of the Lord. So, first, it's the manual says, Ponder how you will help the children feel reverence for the Lord's house, and look forward to the day when they can enter the place of His holiness. So, I've talked about this before. I don't know how many of you are new, or um, have listened back when I talked about objectives goal this is the goal we're trying to get out of this right here this is the goal for this section we want the children 
to look forward to the day that they can enter the temple and be there and be excited about it. So pray, ponder, try to feel close to spirit as you're thinking about ways to help your family, your children, your primary class, um, whoever it is that you are interacting with. Help them feel the love of the temple that you have and help them be excited about someday going themselves. So, you can start by asking the children to tell you something that they love about their home. And as they're talking about that, then you can show them a picture of the Kirtland Temple. And then it says to read um, some scriptures to tell them about the day when the temple was dedicated. If you don't want to read the scriptures, um, you can read chapter 39 in the Doctrine and Covenant stories, which is called The Kirtland Temples Dedicated. Um, it's a really cool story, and like the whole, the whole thing is really beautiful. How many miracles and things happened, and how excited the saints were to be there. Um, by the way, if you wanted to read the scriptures, it's 109 verses 12 through 13. And 110 verses 1 through 7. And I'm going to read those verses eventually. I'm going to read a lot of verses multiple times. So I didn't feel the need to start yet. Um, so in the friend, it suggests that you work together as a family to draw a picture of a temple. Then sing, I love to see the temple. Talk about why the temple is important to you. And help your little ones say, the temple is a special place. Also in the, in the friend, there's a coloring page that is a family in front of a temple, and it says on there, the temple is a holy place. So you can use that coloring page, or you can draw your own temple. Um, it's a really great family home evening lesson, or just a quick um, quick thing to do with your kids, just to, to talk about the temple. And um, my I try to work in more activities for our like scripture study every day, rather than just pure scripture study because especially with the little ones they don't they're not following and so to try to get their attention and I definitely could do better with this because I could plan ahead a little bit better my kids are like literally bouncing off the walls <laughs> during scripture study usually and so anything we can do to mix it up or get their attention or give them something to do like a hands-on activity is great. So this would be a good time to do that. Um, I homeschool my kids, and so sometimes I'll do activities like this during the day to as part of their homeschool. And I'll pull it in like, hey, today for art we're going to draw temples, <laughs> or whatever it might be. So just some ideas of things you can do with your family. Um, to show that the temple is the Lord's house, read the following from the dedicated dedicatory prayer that Joseph Smith gave. It says, It is thy house, a place of thy holiness. Ask the children to share something that they love about the temple. So another activity you could do is give each child a picture of a temple or invite them to draw one. Sing together a song about temples like I love to see the temple. This is very similar to what we just said. Invite the children to hold up their pictures each time they sing the word temple. Point out to them other words in the song that teach us something important about the temple. Tell the children how you feel about the temple and how you know it is the house of the Lord. Um, just so you know, I recently bought at the distribution center um, 
you, they have like, have you ever seen like the little, I don't even know how big they are, like two by four pictures? They're like pretty small. I think I've told you before that I've bought these and I've laminated them and put them on rings. But they have one of these little sets that is temple pictures. And so that would be a great way if you want to like give each kid a picture of a temple or um, even just have pictures of temples around so they can see them or have them hold it up when they sing I love to see the temple or something like that so just some ideas of things to make this a little bit easier or maybe it's not easier because you have to go get something but if you're going to the distribution center for something else you might as well pick up a pack um, they're pretty cheap so and my kids love them they use them for bookmarks sometimes or just putting them by their bed or hanging them on the wall of their bedroom they like that kind of stuff Alright, so it says to choose verses from section 109 or 110 that you feel highlight the blessings of the temple. So in the Individuals and Families Manual, it suggests some of the verses. And so um, as you're going through here, you can come up with your own verses or you can um, use the ones that the, ma the manual gives you. So um, as you're doing that, you either list the verses on the board and have them find the blessings or you can list the blessings on the board or um, just different ideas of ways to get the kids involved with talking about the blessings of the temple. So the first set of verses is verses 5, well, this is all in 109, verses 5, 12, and 13. And the blessing is, in the temple the Lord can manifest himself to us and we can feel his power. I'm going to read that so you can see the the scriptures and how it um, talks about that that the son of man might have a place to manifest himself to his people that thy glory may rest down upon thy people and upon this thy house which we now dedicate to thee that it may be sanctified and consecrated to be holy and that thy holy presence may be continually in this house and that all people who shall enter upon the threshold of the lord's house may feel thy power and feel constrained to acknowledge that thou hast sanctified it and that it is thy house, a place of thy holiness. And then verse 9, 17, 18, 19, 26, 78, and 79 talks about that the, in the temple we'll take upon ourselves the Lord's name. So it says that your incomings may be in the name of the Lord, that your outgoings may be in the name of the Lord, that all your salutations may be in the name of the Lord with uplifted hands unto the Most High. That all the incomings of this peop thy people into this house may be in the name of the Lord. That their outgoings from this house may be in the name of the Lord. That all their salutations may be in the name of the Lord with holy hands uplifted to the Most High. That no combination of wickedness shall have power to rise up and prevail over thy people upon whom thy name shall be put in this house. O hear, O hear, O hear us, O Lord, and answer these petitions, and accept the dedication of this house unto thee the work of our hands which we have built unto thy name, and also this church to put upon it thy name, and help us by the power of thy spirit, that we may mingle our voices with those bright shining seraphs around thy throne with acclamations of praise, singing Hosanna to God and the Lamb. Do you see why I want to read so many verses? It's so beautiful. The dedicatory prayer in 109 is just a beautiful prayer, and it's the words are just beautiful. 
All right, in verses 22 through 23, it talks about as we honor temple covenants, the Lord will give us power to do his work. And we ask thee, Holy Father, that thy servants may go forth from this house armed with thy power, and that thy name may be upon them, and that thy glory round about them, and thine angels have charge over them. And from this place they may bear exceedingly great and glorious tidings in truth, and to the ends of the earth, that they may know that this is thy work, and that thou hast put forth thy hand to, to fulfill that which thou hast spoken by the mouths of the prophets concerning the last days. And then verses 24 through 33 talks about having protection when we are going to the temple and being worthy to go there. It says, We ask thee, Holy Father, to establish the people that shall worship and honorably hold a name and standing in this thy house to all generations and for eternity, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper, that he who diggeth a pit for them shall fall into the same himself, that no combination of wickedness shall have power to rise up and prevail over thy people upon whom thy name shall be put in this house. All right, so how can we explain to someone why the temple is important to us? I was thinking about um, maybe how the church does it. How, do, how does the church present temples to people outside of the church? So I looked up the um, temple open house video, and so I kind of took some notes from that. And I like what a lot of the people said in there and what they, the narrator said to describe the temple. So the temple's a place of peace and inspiration. A place where we can feel closer to God and Jesus Christ. A place where families are organized. A place where sacred ordinances are performed. A place where we learn about God's plan for us to return to Him and about Jesus Christ. We unite families, living and dead. The temple gives us joy, hope, comfort. <clears throat> Have you felt those things? Are those blessings that you would say you've had from the temple? I hope so. Um, and hopefully the kids can recognize that that is why we go to the temple. And if they don't understand that, and I feel like I can do better with that because sometimes my kids... So I've been going to the temple a couple... I've gone a couple times recently. And... My kids will say, well, why are you going to the temple? I'm like, why wouldn't I go to the temple? But I think because we didn't go for a while, now the kids are like, well, why are you going to the temple? And they want to know my reasons. And so I've told them a few times because I like to be there and because I'm, I, learn, I learn about Jesus when I go and I'm close to him and I feel the spirit when I go to the temple and it's a special place. And because it's a commandment, we've been asked and told by our prophets for years to go to the temple and so that's one thing I tell them is that it's something that our prophets have asked us to do all right ask the children another activity sorry another activity is to ask the children to silently read Doctrine and Covenants 110 verses 1 through 10 and invite them to share something that they learned about Jesus Christ or the temple from these verses now this is super powerful and I, it's quoted a lot, but I wanted to read it because I love the power behind these verses. It says, The veil was taken from our minds, and the eyes of our understanding were opened. We saw the Lord standing upon the breastwork of the pulpit before us, and under his feet was a paved work of pure gold in color like amber. His eyes were as a flame of fire. The hair of his head was white like the pure snow. 
His countenance shone above the brightness of the sun, and his voice was as the sound of the rushing of great waters, even the voice of Jehovah, saying, I am the first and the last. I am he who liveth. I am he who was slain. I am your advocate with the Father. Behold, your sins are forgiven you. You are clean before me. Therefore lift up your heads and rejoice. Let the hearts of your brethren rejoice, and let the hearts of all my people rejoice, who have with their might built this house to my name. For behold, I have accepted this house, and my name shall be here, and I will manifest myself to my people in mercy in this house. Yea, I will appear unto my servants, and speak unto them with mine own voice, if my people will keep my commandments, and do not pollute this holy house. Yea, the hearts of thousands and tens of thousands shall greatly rejoice in consequence of the blessings which shall be poured out, and the endowment with which my servants have been endowed in this house. And the fame of this house shall spread to foreign lands. And this is the beginning of the blessing which shall be poured out upon the heads of my people. Even so, amen. Is that beautiful? So what do we learn about Jesus? Well, it describes him and what he looks like. It talked about his voice. And we know that he will come to the, the temple. And he will be there and he will teach us. And we also know that in the temple, we need to be clean and pure and, and worthy to be there. And we also learn that people, tens of thousands, shall greatly rejoice because of the endowment. And the fame of this house will spread to foreign lands. Isn't that beautiful? And the blessing will be poured out upon my people, it says. Alright, invite the children to draw a picture of themselves and the Savior in the temple. Ask the children to imagine that a friend is trying to find their house. How can we help our friend know which house is ours? How do we know that the temple is the Lord's house? Read Doctrine and Covenants 109 verses 12 through 13 with the children and tell them how you know that the temple is the house of the Lord. So... Verse 12 says, That thy glory may rest down upon thy people, and upon this thy house, which we now dedicate to thee, that it may be sanctified and consecrated to be holy, and that thy holy presence may be continually in this house, and that all people who shall enter upon the threshold of the Lord's house may feel thy power, and feel constrained to acknowledge that thou hast sanctified it, and that it is thy house, a place of thy holiness. So, how do we know that the temple is the house of the Lord? Well, I know one of, one of the reasons is that it says it on the outside. <laughs> but also the feeling you get there. It's a holy place. And you can feel close to the Lord when you're there. Um, I like that it's set apart for a sacred purpose. Um, we keep... Um, you must have a recommend to get there. To be in there. So you're, it, it keeps... It keeps the temple a place of cleanliness and holiness. Um, and there's a lot of consecration that goes into the temple. We consecrate our funds to build the temples, but we also consecrate our time and our efforts to go and be there. So I think all of those things are things that can kind of show that this is the house of the Lord. Another thing to do is to show pictures of temples and let the children talk about their feelings about the temple and how they feel about when they're close by or when they see one or look at a picture and, and how they think they'd feel going inside. 
In the Individuals and Families Manual, it suggests that as a family you find verses in section 109 that inspire you to spend more time in the temple. So, um, if you, there are people in your family, which there probably are because the people listening to this have children. (laughs) If there are people in your family who are not able to go to the temple yet, spend time talking about how you prepare to go. So what are things that we can prepare children to do now or help our children do now to prepare to enter the temple? I think one of the things is helping them be excited about it. Just have a desire because that will encourage them to act a certain way. Um, Teaching them the commandments and teaching them truth and righteousness and um, how to choose the right. Teaching them how to fill the spirit. But I think also they need to be baptized and they need to keep their covenants that they make at baptism so that when they make it to the temple they will be ready to be there. All right. Sing with the children the Spirit of God and tell them that it was sung at the Kirtland Temple Dedication and in all temple dedications now. Why is this a good song for the Kirtland Temple Dedication? So I'm going to read some of it for you. The Spirit of God like a fire is burning. The latter-day glory begins to come forth. The visions and blessings of old are returning and angels are coming to visit the earth. Did that happen? (laughs) It came. It happened several times before the dedication, but even more so, lots of angels came when the temple was dedicated. We'll sing and we'll shout with the armies of heaven, Hosanna, Hosanna to God and the Lamb. Let glory to them in the highest be given, henceforth and forever, amen and amen. The Lord is extending the saints' understanding, restoring their judges, and all is at first. The knowledge and power of God are expanding. The veil or the earth is beginning to burst. We'll sing and we'll shout with the armies of heaven. Hosanna, Hosanna to God and the Lamb. Let glory to them in the highest be given. Henceforth and forever, amen and amen. We'll call in our solemn assemblies in spirit to spread forth the kingdom of heaven abroad, that we through our faith may begin to inherit the visions and blessings and glories of God. We'll sing and we'll shout with the armies of heaven. Hosanna, Hosanna to God and the Lamb. Let glory to them in the highest be given, henceforth and forever. Amen and amen. How blessed the day when the Lamb and the Lion shall lie down together without any ire, and Ephraim be crowned with his blessing in Zion as Jesus descends with his chariot of fire. We'll sing and we'll shout with the armies of heaven. Hosanna, Hosanna to God and the Lamb. Let glory to them in the highest be given, Henceforth and forever, amen and amen. In the Individuals and Families Manual, it has a section that talks about the dedicatory prayer of the Kirtland Temple, teaching us about prayer and how if we study this prayer that Joseph Smith, it was given to him through revelation. So he was told what to pray and that this works for our current dedicatory prayers too in temples. So what can we learn about prayer from the dedicatory prayers? As we read this prayer, think about how you can improve your own prayers. What impressions do you receive that can help you improve your communication with Heavenly Father? And um, I also like it did 
include in there that we can look up the dedicatory prayers for other temples. When you go to temples.churchofjesuschrist.org, you can find the dedicatory prayers. So if you want to look up your temple or a temple dedication that you attended and read the prayers that were given at those, they're powerful and they're beautiful because they're given through revelation to our prophets and um, it is beautiful to see the prayer that we are praying that the prophet or a member of the First Presidency prays when they set apart and consecrate and dedicate a temple to our Heavenly Father. So um, just an idea for your study this week or something to think about as you are learning about the temple. The next section is called The Priesthood Keys Needed to Accomplish God's Work Are in the Church Today. The Kirtland Temple is important in church history. Jesus Christ appeared there along with ancient prophets. These prophets committed priesthood keys to Joseph Smith that are needed to do God's latter-day work. Elder Gary E. Stevenson said, All of Heavenly Father's children had been locked out from the saving ordinances of the gospel of Jesus Christ until divine restoration was effected by Moses, Elias, and Elijah. That's from Where Are the Keys and Authority of the Priesthood from April 2016. So, you can use the activity page from this week, which is a picture of the pulpits of the Kirtland Temple and Joseph and Oliver Calvary looking on. You've probably seen art um, that looks similar to that. But in this picture, it's a coloring picture. There's nobody on the pulpit right now. Uh, but then, next to it has... Um, cutouts of um, Jesus, Elijah, Elias, and Moses. So then you can use those to kind of make like a puppet show almost of telling the kids about these heavenly messengers appearing to Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery. You could also use chapter 40, Visions in the Kirtland Temple from the Doctrine and Covenant Stories. Or you can have the kids look up Doctrine and Covenants 110, verse 11 through 16, and ask them to find who came to visit the Kirtland Temple. And as they do that, talk about, have them uh, look at words that describe what each prophet committed or gave to Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery. So, share phrases from Doctrine and Covenants 110 that help you and the children understand the sacredness of these events. And I wanted to read again... Um, but <laughs> it's getting a little bit lengthy to read and read and read. But think about some of the things that we've been reading. How does this help us understand the sacredness and the importance of this? I really like that they saw the Lord. Like, under his feet was a paved work of pure gold. Like, you, you hear these words and you're just amazed at how perfect and glorious and beautiful this was. Um how white and pure the Savior looked, and how his voice was like the rushing of great waters. Um, I love their sins were forgiven. Lift up your hearts, or lift up your heads and rejoice. Um, he accepts the house, and he blesses them, and he talks to them about how, how great it is that the temple is built, and how tens of thousands will rejoice. And the temple will be 
um, spread, like the, the fame of the temple we spread to foreign lands. In the Individuals and Families Manual, it says to ask the children to imagine that they, how they would feel if they had been there for this and have them share and talk about their feelings about seeing Jesus Christ and about their Savior and how beautiful it would have been to be part of that and to be there. All right, so getting into the priesthood keys that are received in the Kirtland Temple. So talking about keys, you can show the kids keys. Talk about what keys do. Let the kids hold the keys. Try to unlock something with keys. Pretend like they're unlocking something or um, ha- take them to a door that's locked and let them try to open it with your keys. And if they don't have the right key, it's not going to open the door, right? As you do that, explain that Joseph Smith received priesthood keys in the Kirtland Temple. These keys unlock power and blessings so that we can do God's work in his church, such as sharing the gospel and doing temple work. We could also uh, read this quote from President Nelson. It says, In your pocket there might be a key to your home or car. Priesthood keys, on the other hand, are intangible and invisible. They switch on the authority of the priesthood. That is from... October 2003, called Personal Priesthood Responsibility. Um, so you could talk about how important it is to have your keys. If you lose your car keys, your car doesn't work. If you lose your house keys, you can't get in your house. It's the same thing with the priesthood. If the priesthood keys are lost, we cannot unlock the blessings of heaven. We cannot baptize with the authority if we don't have the keys to baptize. We can't um, seal families in the temple if we don't have the keys to do that. It doesn't work, right? You can go and try to get in your car, but you just sit there. It's the same thing. You can try, but it's not actually going to work if you don't have the right keys. So... To help children understand that Elijah committed, the keys that Elijah committed to Joseph Smith, sing together a song about Elijah or family history, such as Truth from Elijah. Um, You can tell an experience that helped turn your heart to ancestors or have a child share something they know about a grandparent or another ancestor. Something else you could do is ask a child to prepare ahead of time. Either give them an assignment. If it's your own child, you can give them a story to read. Um, If it's in a class setting, you can ask a parent to help them. Or you can even have a parent come in and share some things too. The kids might think that was fun to have their parent come and and share some family history stuff. Um, In the Individuals and Families Manual, it says, What might help turn the hearts of your children to their ancestors? You can find some fun ideas at familysearch.org slash discovery. You could work together to identify ancestors who need temple ordinances and plan to perform those ordinances at the temple. You could also talk about how the work restored by Elijah in the Kirtland Temple increases your love for your ancestors. Um, You could also show the video by the hand of Elijah the prophet, which is linked in the primary manual. And you could also talk about gather or watch the video gatherers in the kingdom. And both of those talk about the keys that Elijah brought and our role as people that need to do family history here on earth and how we can gather Heavenly Father's children back to him. Um, In the Individuals and Families Manual, it suggests reading 
Prepare to Meet God by Elder Quentin L. Cook from April 2018. Um, Elder Cook talks about how the keys, the keys that were restored, are, um, work in the church today. You can also learn more about the prophets Moses, Elias, Elijah um, in Guide to the Scriptures. You can learn who they were and why they were important and why they were the ones to restore the keys. Um, you could also look up Priesthood Keys in True to the Faith. And Henry B. Eyring's talk, he goes before us from April 2020. All of those are super great resources to um, enhance and enrich your, your study with your family or your primary class or just personal study. I hope you have a great week with your family and your primary classes learning about the temple and about the Priesthood Keys. These are super awesome sections and I'm kind of sad that they fell right during um, general conference and I feel like a lot of people are going to skip over them because they're not preparing for a lesson but I hope you take the time to prepare and to talk about it with your family and that you have a great experience learning about um, our savior appearing to Joseph Smith and the keys that we get to experience here in the temple um, today that they were restored. I'm so grateful for these saints and their dedication and, and their willingness to sacrifice so much so that we can have the blessings that we have in our lives today. I hope you have a great week. I hope you have been able to get back to the temple and continue to do so. Have a fantastic, fantastic week. Mm -hmm.